all you beautiful people and welcome to another episode of The Bit Effect. This is going to be a little bit of a milestone episode where it's going to be our mid-year review. We're going to talk about games that we've played since the last episode, which was in December, all the way up until now. And with me on this wonderful journey is going to be Mike. Good day, Dave. Craig. Cacao! And, and Luke. Hello. <laughs> what was that about, Craig? <laughs> Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> Alright, anyway, gentlemen, as I've said before, this has been a bang-up year. Personally, I think it's one of the best years I've had, but I say that every year. So, to even me out, guys, what do you guys think? Yeah, it's not been bad. I think you're right, Dave. I think it's been a, it's been a Zelda year, for sure. And it's been a year that we've seen a lot of good games. Yeah, I agree. I think... Uh... I was struggling to think of a year that's been better, to be honest, so far. 1983. I wasn't born, so it doesn't count. Yeah, neither was I, so we'll just go on blind faith here. <laughs> we'll start with one of the easiest questions here. Just gut reaction here. What was your favorite company so far? I will say... Sega. Sega. Alright, alright. Any special reasoning behind it? Yeah, yeah, they've... They've had some, some solid releases that they're sort of on the verge of bringing Valkyria Chronicles back, which could be a misstep, but at the same time, that you know, they've pledged to release multiple Yakuza games. They've already released Yakuza 0. They're set to release a remake of the first game. They're set to release 6. And on top of that, Puyo Puyo, Tetris. Oh, yes, yes. Um, uh, Craig, what do you got? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We just said Sega and Poyo Poyo because of the fun we've had with that. Nintendo, overall. Nintendo, lovely, developed, published. The wonderful Breath of the Wild. Um, oh, yeah, and over on the Switch, they've been rolling with the, the new Mario. Yeah. Mario Kart remake and loads, loads of stuff coming out on Nintendo at the moment. Yeah, you yeah. got Splatoon 2 coming and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. a good year for them. I think I'll I'll stick with that. That's my gut at the moment. Uh, for me, it would have to be from software. Um, I fell quite deep into Dark Souls three, uh, and loved it. And I'm now on to Bloodborne. And whilst it's completely different but slightly the same, if that makes sense, uh, I am starting to fall down that rabbit hole again, and I can't wait to finish it. As you should, sir. Well done. Uh, myself, it's got to be Tecmo Koi. Those guys knock it out of the park. I'd say a good 75% of the time. And and this year with, with Token in 2, with Neo, with Dinosaur Warriors 9 coming, uh, this is definitely going to be a KT year for me. And I don't think anybody else has played those games. So let's talk about something we've all played, guys. Something we've all spent a lot of time with, and Mike brought it up, is Poyo Poyo Tetris. Am I right? You are definitely right, Dave. So, Puyo Puyo Tetris, it is, of course, the classic amalgamation of Puyo Puyo along with Tetris. As released back in, I believe it might have been 2014 originally, maybe 2013, I can't be sure. Um, back on the PlayStation 3, the DS, I think it might have even been the Vita back then, but I can't be sure. Um, but yeah, it's finally been been brought over to us, it's... It's one of those kind of uh, Demon Souls things where we never knew whether it'd be be imported or or whether they'd actually localize it in the end. And yeah, yeah, it's true to its word. It's it's arrived, sort of coincided with the Switch release, but we all picked it up on the PS4. 
it's got its you know cheesy style Sega story mode, but it's got such a wealth of of different varieties of gameplay that it's it's crazy and released at a cheaper than average price. You couldn't really go wrong with this when it first released just shortly ago. Oh yeah, we we've definitely all got our money's worth out of this sucker. It's become a bit of a problem, really. <laughs> just one more game. <laughs> Crash and retry. <laughs> Just remember, everything else is a phase. Tetris is yeah. life. Yeah, what a, what a game! Uh, I, when you guys said that you were getting a Tetris game, I was like, really? Uh, I mean, our uh, our tricky towers nights went so well that I didn't know how this would go. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, so glad I picked it up. Uh, it's a great game, and it made me play Tetris slightly different than I had before. Um, playing against other people's great and it's a great game to just chat to as well so it's been very enjoyable and for 20 quid you really can't go wrong i mean we must have put at least 30 40 hours into it together let alone single player so that's crazy yeah yeah i, I mean i guess this is a good way to broach the next topic so i mean we've all spent a good amount of time with poyo poyo tetris i think i that might be the game i've spent the most time with this year so far anyway so what is it for you guys? What game have you found yourself playing the most time in? Um, for me, that would probably definitely be Breath of the Wild. That was up over 100 hours of pure adventuring and exploration. <laughs> uh, every single one of those hours felt new and fresh and exciting. So it was it was a blissful month of gaming for me. It was lovely. It, it was absolutely breathtaking. I picked up a Wii U just to play that game uh, and it, it's absolutely flipping marvellous as I said every single moment in that game feels new and fresh nothing feels repetitive the dungeon design is absolute how much how, I don't want to go too spoilery because none of you guys have played it yet but the, the dungeon design is beautiful Mike you've played it anyway anyway it's beautiful it's a beautiful mm. game <laughs> Um just sheer exploration. I think one of the highlights for me of the entire game is the ability to climb absolutely everything. You can climb everything and it's completely open from you get you get off this you start on a wee plateau and as soon as you get off there you can go anywhere. You can head straight to Hyrule Castle and try and kick, you know, Ganon's ass if you quite if you kinda of fancy the challenge. Or you can just explore and nights you spend just doing that, just exploring, talking to random NPCs who all have a lovely cheeky wee story and a wee side quest to do. And you just, you lose yourself in it. It's beautiful, it's abs it's stunning to look at and it's lovely to play. Um, and it's probably, it's probably about the best game. It's the best game I've played this year, maybe. I think, I don't, I don't want to, you'll probably ask later, you know, what's the best game you've played this year? So I'm not going to say that yeah. just yet, but I might say that later. Um, and I'm I'm trying to be as spoiler-free as possible. Just, you, you just need to play it. As soon as you pick up switches, I know that'll be, hopefully, hopefully soon, so I can talk to you about it. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I'm maybe. looking forward to that chat. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be an absolute blast. And I'll play, I'll happily sit and I would play through another hundred hours again with you guys. <laughs> And not even not even think it was tiresome in the slightest. Yeah, to move on from what Craig's just said, I I thought um, Legend of Zelda would be one of the biggest on my list, but the thing is, I I had to cut myself off. I knew there were too many games coming out this year, and 
I just didn't have those triple digits worth of hours to put into it. As as it goes with um, Persona 5 as well, which got released this year. So combined, I think I've probably spent, what, 20 hours each on both of those mammoths. But the one I've actually played the most this year would still technically be um, my one of my favourites from last year, Titanfall 2. Being that, uh, you know, when you get home from work, I get an hour or so to jump straight on the system. And always, always there, my buddy Grim. So we'd always jump on there. It's been nice seeing all the patches come out. Uh, we don't get enough time to play it, well, more recently. But, you know, we've, we've put so much in there. Grim's, Grim's exceeded the level cap for the game. <laughs> and I think... Yeah, he's a, he's a madman. Yeah, the current time, I think I'm, I'm around about midway through G6, which is... The furthest I've possibly put into any FPS. So, uh, yeah, it's quite quite a monster. Um, and there's no sign of it letting up. I think we're actually going to go back to it soon. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, well, you brought up uh, Persona 5, Mike. And uh, I decided to hang fire with Persona 5 to pick up Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. And that game didn't quite do as well as I'd hoped. Uh, I came out of it thinking uh, that didn't really scratch the itch I had for a Bioware game. So I went back and I played uh, Dragon Age Inquisition on the recommendation of Craig. And uh, yeah, I must have put, I don't know, 60, 70 hours into that. It's been a, a good ride. I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, I got the Platinum this morning, actually, which was kind of cool. And uh, Woo! Yeah, <laughs> um, it hasn't aged as well. And it's it's uh, been... You know, games like The Witcher have completely outdone it in just about every way. But for when it came out, it's a very, very good game. And it, it would have been great if Andromeda was nearly as good as it. But unfortunately, it hasn't been. Um, yeah. Um, myself, while while the later half of this half, I guess, <laughs> has been eaten up a lot by Poyo Poyo Tetris, it's actually probably a tie between... That and For Honor. I spent woo, loads of time in For Honor. And I don't think anybody else has played it besides Mike, right? And Grim. <laughs> well, Grim's not here. <laughs> um, <laughs> sadly, Grim isn't here. I played the demo with you for a bit, um, I think, Dave. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe you did. But in case you didn't know, and you should. Ubisoft actually put out a surprisingly good game for once, <laughs> so everybody should celebrate. Uh, for Honor is it's a medieval, I guess team-based brawler would be the best way to put it. So imagine the combat from Dark Souls or Neo, but on a four-on-four MOBA type of situation, and the combat is incredibly intricate and deep, and it just you know screamed to me. So I spent, oh, I think I'm up to like eighty hours now. On that sucker, and I do plan on going back to it. I'm giving it a little bit of a break, so maybe I'll be talking about it again on the last six months. But I'd say For Honor probably is my biggest time eater this year. Hmm. No, I mean when that initially came out, we were con constantly playing in it. Um, I found that this, I don't know, the skill kind of um, ramping up of the game, especially its community, has sort of completely put me off for the moment, but. It's ridiculous because you you know you, as you were saying before it's like the Dark Souls sort of style of combat, but it feels like everyone's mastered already exactly where every one of your hits is going to come in from, and it feels like there's an unstoppable walls running rampant in that game at the moment. But, uh, 
yeah, I'll, I'll have to come back and check it out with you, definitely. Yeah, the skill ceiling shot way up on release. Like, on release, it was fun. It was a brawl. Nobody knew what they were doing. Everybody was just smashing each other. And then all of a sudden, it was like people discovered the shield. And you couldn't get a hit in unless it was a good two minutes of you circling each other, trying to get a good combo. <laughs> it, it's actually really hard now to win a one-on-one -on -one fight against somebody that knows what they're doing. But I kind of like that. That adds to the fun of it. Tense. It, it is rather tense. So, gentlemen, what what what's a game that you may have finished this year, maybe you didn't, that you just kind of look back on and go, eh, I kind of wasted my time. As, as a good example, uh, this year I completed Tomb Raider, finally, the remake that came out a few years ago. And I look back on it and go, eh, I, I kind of wasted my time a little bit on that sucker. What made you think you'd wasted your time on it? Did you not like it? I, I didn't. I love the new Laura. The new Laura is great. I mean, it, it, even more, it's kind of akin to Uncharted. But I didn't care about anything that went on, right? Like, the story was okay. I mean, I've never really cared that much about Tomb Raider. Mm. But I was hoping it would have a more cinematic-y kind of grip me more than it did. I, I don't like the way the upgrades were done, and I didn't really click with the whole semi-open world thing. I just ended up wanting to go, all right, let's just keep it moving, make it more linear. I didn't get along with the open world parts at all. Yeah, I found that to the I think it must have been like six months ago. I brought that up and said that I just stopped dead when the world opened up and it just felt a wee bit, it wasn't open enough and the leveling up wasn't leveling up enough. I just gave up. It's one of the few games I've put down and never picked back up at all. But you liked it, Mike? Um... Yeah, yeah, I think I, I I did mostly like it. Um, I think I, you know I I fell for the whole whole visual thing, and it was it was amazing seeing stuff. I remember that that one bit where it's the uh, like the wooden style lift going up a cliff, and I remember things happening there that I was like, wow, this is this is a, a oh, it looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. And this was back on the PS3 that I was playing it as well, so it's good while back. Are you gonna play the sequel? I, I will at some point. I will at some point. I'm just waiting for it to get okay. down to a, a reasonable price for the, the definitive edition, if that's the name. Yeah, this maybe will annoy a couple of the guys here, but uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Um... Yeah, podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible game. It's it's a good game. It's not a great game. Um, I just kept on playing that game, expecting there to be this ultimate climax. Um, I said to the guys previously that. I think the film did a really, really good job of kind of setting the world and it kind of it put forward some storylines that I would have liked to see finished in the game and that never really came to me. So I think I went in with too high expectation and I came out of it just thinking, meh, meh. Like I'd also played Dark Souls 3 just before it and when you you run from a Dark Souls combat, a Dark Souls game where the combat is so fluid and... I mean, if you die in that game, it's your fault. You, you've you done something wrong, and the game punishes you for that. But in Final Fantasy XV, it just felt like, felt like I was uh, holding one button down and kind of zipping around the map. Um, and it's a shame because there's so much of that game that's right. There's just a few bits that could have been better. I feel like I've been really negative I'll on I'll totally it. agree with you on the combat. Yeah. No, 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 I'll totally agree with you on the combat. The combat is a mash fest, it feels and wait mode doesn't help very much either. I mean, I, I challenge you guys to watch the film because I'd, I'd be really interested to see if you got the same sort of opinion of if you can maybe whitewash your, your thoughts of Final Fantasy fifteen and to watch the film and see what you think it's 
it delivers because I personally thought well, it did so much. I don't well. know about Craig, but it wasn't the story. I could give no no worries about the story. It was all the characters. So I mean, unless you know, like Gladiolus and Ignis and Noctis and Prompto were in there, I don't know if like I didn't I didn't care about Dad. I mean, yeah, poor Dad. Yeah. But other than that, I I didn't care about the story or the world itself. It was all just the characters for me. So I don't know. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I never had that connection with the char the characters either. I mean, like there there's one part in the game when there's quite a big character in the film. He uh, something drastic happens to him in the game and. I mean, it's barely even touched on. You, you barely find out what happened to him in the game. It just kind of, you just turn up at, to a level and he's like this. You're like, okay, what's happened here? Why has this happened? Give me a little bit of context. But there's none of that. So I just kind of bounced off it the whole way along and kept expecting to find something big at the end. And um, <laughs> the best bit was where the, the ending kind of turned into the Final Fantasy logo. <laughs> <laughs> The the best bit was Leviathan. Oh, that that yeah. gets my vote. Yeah, that that was a good bit actually. Craig, do you have any uh, words or I, on Final Fantasy? On Final Fantasy, my disappointment has taken a sharp right. I was going to speak about Lego Worlds um, and plowing so much time into that just to end up playing Minecraft, but now I'm just disappointed in Luke. <laughs> yeah, Luke is my biggest disappointment. Yeah, I've wasted so much time on him this year. <laughs> it's breaking my heart. No, but actually, Lego Worlds. I, I, I'll we'll speak about this in a couple, a couple of weeks' time at the end of the month, about uh, in more depth. But yeah, wasted a lot of time on that game, and it is just the um, No Man's Sky of Lego. It's it's a waste of time. Mike. Um, well, you know me, I can never give one single answer, so I'm giving you a triple whammy, just for <laughs> bonus, but I'm going to keep them brief. <laughs> so, to start off the year, I played one, one Mados Maxus, as they called it. Um, this was, basically, it just felt like a generic open world game to me. I've not been a big fan of, uh, you know, Fury Road and stuff, um, for reasons which completely go over everyone else's head so I'm quite happy to say that I'm still not a fan of Mad Max Fury Road but wow. um, it's just it just felt a bit stripped down for me I'm used to having heads crushed against cars and things and not well I haven't seen it yet but that, that's just an odd opinion that you're the first person I've run into yeah I mean to, to sum it up briefly a man with a violence fetish cannot get off on Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> but, <laughs> and fair it, enough it kind of goes a bit the same for the game. Um, it, it, you know, it's passable, but I sort of just found it a generic open world game. Um, it's not really much more explanation that I can give apart from that. Had I actually decided to go with Mad Max over Metal Gear, which would have never happened under any circumstances, I would have been absolutely disappointed. But um, yeah, I played it this year. Not a huge fan. But that brings me on to the next one, which was actually a recommendation from Craig. Oh, um so Craig recommended to me one Deus Ex Mankind Divided um, and I've kept it quite close to my chest until now but the thing is I just felt I felt a bit I don't know I just didn't feel connected to it fully it felt like it lost me from the off from the recap of the previous game I already had no idea what was going on in that world you know there's a beautiful it's not very very nice to say this but there's a beautiful explosion at the start of the game which was really a Really quite <laughs> gripping, and you know, it's visually amazing, absolutely amazing. 
in fact the majority of the game beautifully polished well you know really impressive looking stuff a lot of scope for different skills and things but it just didn't fully grip me it felt like there was always you know i was looking past the uh past what was presented to me and more at the the framework hidden in the background and it just became a bit too transparent for me and i just i wanted to do a little bit more than the game offered me and it always felt like it might be just the way I play games, but maybe I was limiting myself to a certain play style which just didn't make the most of that world. And as you know, as, as you might have heard from the reviews, it does cut off a bit short. Maybe, maybe it's not as abrupt ending as they made it out to be, but you know, I, I came away from it a bit unsatisfied. I was always thinking, is this a good game, or am I not 100% sure on it? And, and I walked away at the end thinking, it was, it was decent, but it, I don't know. Worst recommendation from Craig yet, but Craig's put out some golden ones, so I'll forgive him. I I accept your your summary of Deus Ex and that some people may bounce off it. Uh, and I just want to add, Mike is another person I've wasted six months on. <laughs> um, I, I kind of get what you were saying about Mad Max, though, Mike, because that's kind of how I felt about yeah. uh, Shadow of Mordor. It was just meh. The entire time, it's like it's kind yeah, of generic. Yeah, I had the same feeling with Shadow of Mordor. I think for me, Mad Max was saved by a glorious photo mode and some stunning scenery. I think it really that was that was what it was for me. That it was so. All you need for a Craig thumb it was up. So is a photo repetitive. Mode. The game itself was just generic awfulness. But I don't. I played through it and I didn't. It was good. It was good mental. What's the word? Mental defluffing? No, that's not right. That's something else. Defragging. <laughs> something that you could put. You know, like you would put on TV and watch it in the background. It's like the game equivalent yeah, yeah. of that. You could just play through it. Oh, it's Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just you know, it's there. It exists. It wasn't awful. Well, I know we're playing one secret game at the moment, which we're not willing to divulge the name of. But we are not. Level the thing time. is, in that game. The <laughs> the the idea is that you're going through a main story, but the side quests are just something that you feel like wanting to do. Mm-hmm. In Mad Max, it felt like you're just put off by this map full of little dots everywhere. Yeah, it's like Assassin's Creed. You know, they they just grow out of proportion now to the point where you're like, I really don't. Oh, that's what do. I dread in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, there's just too too many points where you sort of like you're strangled for what to do in the game. Yeah. So to wrap up this trilogy, I have the most recent edition, which is actually a Alex Kidd in Miracle World. This, <laughs> this again, well, that's I, a no-brainer. <laughs> it's it's not new this year. It's it's new to the um, the Xbox, new to the Xbox game library thing. Where I played it just the other day, and this is one of those games that I played in the past at a friend's house. Never, never fully gelled with, and I thought I'll go back. I'm gonna go and check what this is actually like, and yeah, it's it's not great. It's not great. I did complete it, oddly enough, but it was an absolute chore. Um, I don't know how this passed back in the day. I don't know what anyone really likes about it, and I'm glad it's over. I I never have to check that curiosity out again. So uh, that's definitely my most disappointing disappointing game of the year. But I sort of knew it was coming already. So it's a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, it's Alex Kid, man. I mean, the only thing that's less of a chance would be Dizzy. Whoa, uh, there's nothing wrong. I'm not going back to the Yoke folk anytime soon. So I'll be okay. 
<laughs> uh, props for the yoke folks. Uh, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. They have funny names. I'll give them that. That's good. I was just going to say on that very slight point, Mike, uh, Final Fantasy XV was one of my favourite games of the year to play through, but it was on Dave's. It was a bromantic card journey, and it was all about the guys. The side quests in that game are horrifically terrible. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah. awful. They, they do not, and there's a, tro- a trophy for doing 40 side quests. That was a slog of fetch yeah. quests. It's, it's... You didn't like catching frogs? <laughs> Oh my god, that's the last side you, sir, I you did. sir don't know what fun I think is. At some point, was I not speaking to you while I was trying to look for frogs? And I'm completely colorblind looking at this bloody pond of grass going, I can't see the frogs. I can't remember. <laughs> You're like, I think there's one round by the fence. And I'm like, there's lots of fence. Anyway, anyway. Um, I'm sure I'm sure we will discuss that more on our explosion yeah, cast. Yeah. Because that that's that's a big one. Um so, Mike, you mentioned playing on Xbox and, and playing older Sega games. Mm. What console has seen the most play for you guys this year, so far? Without a doubt, still the PS4. Even though I've dabbled in other platforms, uh, look, a very light amount of, of Wii U, um, you know, stopping. Because it, it would have been the Wii U. If I'd continued on Zelda, that's all I would have played for the entire year, trust me. But, um, yeah, a little bit of the Xbox One and, yeah, mostly the PS4. Yeah, it's PS4 for me. I mean, I've only played one other game that's on a console outside the PlayStation 4, um, which is a complete turnaround from last year where the 3DS is being played almost as much as my PlayStation 4. So, um, yeah, I don't know why. It's maybe just there's been so many good games this year. Yeah, I'm PS4 as well. And that, people, is what it's like to podcast with me. Uh, My... Myself, uh, due to Operation Sequel and this weird thing that I've gotten in my head where I need to platinum the entire Mass Effect trilogy, it's probably a, a tie between the Wii U and the PS3. I've spent a massive amount of time this year on both of those, with PS4, of course, being third place. But other than that, no, I can't say I've touched very much. I was just going to say it's crazy that you mentioned that now because I do remember putting a bit of time in with uh, Dark Stalkers with you in the, earlier in the year. Yep. And then I was playing near on the 360, a little bit of the 3DS. I think I've completed a Vita game. I don't think there's a system that hasn't been touched this first half of the year. It's just so easy to f- forget when you plop down in front of a PS4. Yeah. I I was going to say, my real answer to that was, it is PS4 predominantly, but I've done Breath of the Wild on the Wii U, which was 100 plus hours, and Birthright and A Link Between Worlds on my 3DS, and of an evening as well. So I think I'm split across those three, maybe. I've also played uh, the Lego movie game with my six-year-old, and that takes about 40 hours just to do one level with her, so, you know, that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's mostly just sitting and watching tearing your hair out and trying to pick your eyeballs out with a fork but you know it's... It, it is miserable yeah, isn't oh. it I tried to play Lego Batman with my kid oh they were, they were, I was surprised none of us were in the hospital <laughs> that day <laughs> um, is, is that something you guys regret or are you kind of happy with your choice of making a PS4 your primary I mean if would you have rather tried new systems and taken that gamble, or are you happy to just sit as PS4 is my main gaming system now? 
I've, I think for me, I, I mean, I'm I'm getting a switch for my birthday, and I'm kind of trying to tie off all the loose ends. Like I, I think I've said before that I have a bit of an OCD where I have to finish one thing before I can move on to the other. And like uh, at the moment, I mean, Craig bought Injustice and didn't like it, so I bought him off it. And then we're mm-hmm. playing another game for a future episode. And I had Dragon Age on the go. I had Poyo Poyo. I've got yeah. anyway, my head's broken. So I think I'm focusing on my PlayStation 4 to try and clear this backlog so I can just focus on my new console uh, and I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And it's almost like the 3DS, I don't know about you guys, but it feels like that it's coming to the end whilst there's still games coming out for it. I think I'm burnt out a little bit with Fire Emblem, so there's not much there that I want to pick up. Um, I have toyed around with picking up Pokemon Sun and Moon, but... I'm still hoping there's going to be a Switch port to it, which would be amazing. What about the new Fire Emblem? <laughs> <laughs> there's another one. Yeah, I don't know if I could play another one for a bit. I mean, the last one I finished took me, like, I think I did it over nine months. And the only reason I finished it is because Craig Jeez. Craig was so enthusiastic about it. I was like, oh, I've got to play this again. <laughs> and I'd, like, I'd play a level and I'm like, okay, I'm done, I'm done. And then he'd go on about it again the next day and I'm like, yeah, I could I could play some more Fire Emblem, <laughs> and uh, you forced me through it. So thank you, Craig. <laughs> That's quite all right. It's one of those games where you can pick it up and just just do one yeah. level and put it down and forget about it for a week. It was really nice. What? Do you th- yeah. <laughs> Are you? In- oh, no. God. You pick up a level, you put it down, then you pick it back up, you do another level, and then you realize it's one thirty in the morning and you got to be at work in five hours, and then you go, eh, might as well not sleep. <laughs> <laughs> sleep is golden myself uh, I still very much looking at an Xbox One the Switch can go die in a fire because that's probably what it will do anyway but nah. yes a- Xbox One there's a couple games out that I really want to like I finally started watching videos of Killer Instinct I had had a media blackout on Killer Instinct and man I want to play that game like I really want to play Killer Instinct not not because it'll be a great technical fighter, just because it looks fun. Um, Cuphead. Cuphead, as soon as that drops, I, I'm going to be counting the days so I can get an Xbox One. I really want to play that game. So, I, I don't regret not playing mainly on the PS3 and the Wii U because, you know, they're good games and all, but Xbox One is getting more and more tempting. So, would you go for... Uh, are you going to hang out and see what, what happens with the Scorpio? Or would you go for one of the the slim models or how would you go for it i would go for whatever's the cheapest yeah because i i, I don't think it's gonna it's not gonna be my main platform i have too many games on ps4 so this is just gonna be for those rare exclusives that i want like halo wars halo wars is another big yeah. one i really want to play the xbox one it does it is appealing to me especially with the backwards compatibility um it seems like a good way of maybe getting rid of your older consoles if you're into that thing. No, no, I, I don't mean get rid of them, but I mean put them in the loft sort of thing, you know. Oh, okay. All uh, right. There's so many games coming out on that backwards compatibility, and uh, it does kind of seem a bit tempting. Well, I mean, that's that's a subject for another time, because then we're going to get into that with the Switch, but backwards compatibility will never, ever make me want to buy a system, because while I already have it, um, I mean, it's just as simple as hooking up an HDMI cord. <laughs> so that really doesn't factor too much for me. Yeah. So, give me some highlights, guys. Like, what what are some of the games this year that you would like to talk about? You know, they've made an impact on you. Um, 
I my my first one was a a fantastic uh, adventure with uh, Sherlock Holmes and the Devil's Daughter. It's an absolutely fantastic game. Um, sat played it with my wife. It's kind of a quick time event mixed with wandering about and a bit of stealth. It's very good if you like Sherlock Holmes and you like a wee bit of mystery and adventure. It's well worth however much you can get it for. I think I got it for £12 or something like that. And you just sit, you play as Sherlock, you go, as I say, you go through, you solve mysteries, murders, whatever, and you judge people. And depending on how you investigate and what clues you uncover, you can essentially, you can condemn people to, you know, be hung when they're innocent, or you can let a, a murderer walk free. And if you do that, it kind of changes the way, way the way the game goes in the end. In the end, not the end game, that's the wrong phrase for it, but the, the end half changes and morphs depending on what you've done prior to that. It's, it's a really, really strong story as well uh, about Sherlock's daughter, obviously the devil's daughter being the title, um, and Sherlock probably not being the devil or maybe as a who knows. <coughs> And it's just, it's a, wonder, it's a oh, wonderful wee story. Dave, did you play that in the end? I know you picked it up. Yeah, I've, I've picked it up. I haven't played it. I'm um, Me and the wife kind of hit a bit of a skid in games I play so she can watch with Resident Evil 7, which I will be talking about later. So right now we're taking a little bit of a break and we're cleaning up on things like the bunker. But yeah, I, I, I have to hit Crime and Punishment, ABC Murders, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to do Devil's Daughter. So I'm going to hit oh, all three of those those, are, those three of my bestest adventure games that I've played on the PS4 and also the PS3. Bestest? Yeah, the bestest. Um, this one is very much <laughs> like the original. It plays, it feels a bit like the original Crime and Punishment, but it's it's just, the story's a bit slicker. It's a bit darker and grittier. And Watson is sexy as a sexy guy. <laughs> so if you just Google, you know, Devil's Daughter Watson, honestly, whew, what a guy. Nothing like a sexy Watson. There's nothing like a sexy Watson. We've spoken about this before, oh my god. I think we have. <laughs> I'm just having flashbacks <laughs> of sharing photos. So, Mike? Uh, yes. So, the, uh, the the big games this year that I've I've actually platinumed were, um, uh, well, Near Automata and uh, Odin Sphere Leaf Riser. But the one that actually stuck with me a bit more was um, was one of Dave's biggest choices from the last time we did this, which was uh, XCOM 2. Oh, cool. Um, this was absolutely amazing. This was the... Uh, yeah, from the moment I started this game, I was just absolutely stuck in it. This is one of those games that I'd play until 4 o'clock in the morning and happily, happily go to sleep knowing that I'd spent my time very wisely. <laughs> <Yeah. after laughs> <laughs> you know where where to start with it really it's it's exactly everything you wanted from the first game dialed up a little with just it was just top notch all the way through you, you know that it was tough as nails for the majority of it it kept me sort of thinking am I ever going to get over a hurdle where I feel like I'm sufficiently strong enough and right to the very final battle I think it was by pure fluke that I, I got that hit which which got me to the ending um, playing the DLC as well, you know. So I mean, if if you're not familiar with XCOM, it's a you know turn-based strategy game, uh, originally back from the PC back in the, the early '90s, I think it was. Um, and this this new one, you know, it's 
It looks the part as a PS4 port of the PC game. It looks amazing. The, the only real letdown to it is maybe uh, loading times, which you will be seeing a lot when you lose one of your well-trained soldiers in battle that you've been... You know, you've... I mean, it's it's no surprise. Luke was there. Craig was there. Dave was there. I was there. I think my partner was there. My best friend from when I was a kid was there. And I didn't want to lose a single one of them. So when Dave had run around with his sniper rifle, I'd always protect him. I'd make sure Dave's okay. <laughs> because you don't want a dead Dave. That's, a, that's, that's the no, honest truth. No, I don't really want a dead Dave. <laughs> mm. And Luke's shotgun skills are surprisingly good. So that's a little, a yeah, little bit of knowledge that I've gleaned from this game. So be aware of that, Luke. You're an excellent shotgunner. I can't um, aim for shotgun shit, artist. if I get close, you're, kind of, you're going to get messed up. I uh, <laughs> I had a little bit of trouble controlling Craig 1 through 3, but let me tell you what, <laughs> Craig 4, he was a beast. <laughs> oh, my game for that one. Revision 4. Yeah. Uh, out of curiosity, Mike, just because we both played it, what did you think of the ending like teaser I, I can't wait for the next one yeah yeah that was a that was quite something I, I want to see where they go with that I mm. hope they go I where we'll, I think they're going to we'll go see soon yeah yeah I can't mm. wait mm. Hmm. hush hush um, I have it since Christmas it's been shrink wrapped sitting in a drawer underneath my Playstation and it's just I haven't got around to peeling it open and Sticking it in the PlayStation. I haven't Maybe. said this in a while, but mm -hmm. I think XCOM 2 is a better Zelda than Zelda. Oh. So you should have played it instead of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I've just added it to my Amazon wish list. I've forgotten about it, so thank you, mate. Well, look, this could work well because this might also drive you insane. I could just give you my copy. My, uh, Craig, please, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it into work tomorrow. No, I can't do it. <laughs> Please don't break me. <laughs> so Luke, what do you got for one of your highlights of this year? Um, so yeah, this is uh, I I think I'm gonna fanboy out a little bit here, but uh, I finally finished a Dark Souls game after repeatedly bouncing off them. I think I've played all of them, including including Demon Souls, and I just never got into it. I just thought oh this is a bit weird it's it seems a bit too difficult or um maybe just gave up a little bit too quickly but for whatever reason dark souls 3 kind of clicked and oh my god did it click it just it was so rewarding um there's i, I mean i started playing that game and it almost feels like a little bit like a survival horror game where you're never sure what's going to come around the corner you've probably not got enough Estus flask to take on whatever it is but you're hoping there's going to be a bonfire so you can rest up and progress on to the next part of the game is there going to be a boss in this room it, it was so tense um i mean one of the i think it's like a cathedral area in the first area i came across my first uh fatty as they're called and uh, I thought this guy was a boss, so he's he's just kind of rotating himself, like guarding this area. And I jumped down, and I think it took me two attempts to kill the guy. And uh, I killed him, thinking I'm going to get the big pop up that appears with it saying like you know boss souls found or whatever it is. And it didn't appear. And I'm like, oh god, that wasn't a boss. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's it was amazing. Uh, it's really I think it's one of the most rewarding games I've played. And 
it took a while for me to get into it. I, I think I found the right sort of combat style that was for me. Uh, I went for a knight with a shield. And whilst I didn't use the shield that often, it gave me the the option to kind of recover if I messed up a roll. Um, and one thing I've always been really bad at games is like evading. I'm like, I can block, I can occasionally parry, but evading always seems to be something I've I struggle with and it's kind of forced me to be more offensive in games but you don't have that option in Dark Souls especially if you run out of stamina you're kind of you're gonna die so it's been a great challenge and uh yeah love it so yeah I think I'll shut up I'm <laughs> I'm proper gushing well now that you've got Dark Souls under your belt all that's left now is Monster Hunter <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard you can do it solo a thousand hours later, so I'll, I'll be straight yeah. on that. Yeah, go ahead and get on that. Uh, we can let you off the podcast if you'd like to start your monster huntering. Oh, okay, right. Th- thanks. By get off, do you mean kicked off? or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, you're fired. I, I would agree with you on, on Dark Souls 3, except Neo, and I won't talk about it for very long just because, you know, it's basically Dark Souls, but... But that added twist of the Japanese mythology really sunk it home to me. Yeah. I mean, I had that game platinumed, I think, in a week. I, I did nothing but play that game. I loved that game. So my my pick for one of my favorite moments is actually Shantae, Half-Genie Hero. I, I don't play a lot of platformers anymore just because they, they don't make a lot of platformers anymore. Like, I think before this, it was like Shovel Knight was the last one that I really spent some time with. But I don't, I don't know what it was about this. Maybe it's just because I haven't played a platformer in so long. But I really cracked on right away with Shantae. And I played it on the PS4, which is kind of weird to play a platformer on the PS4. But everything from the animation to just the little bits of voice acting and the boss battles and that whole Metroidvania feel really got me in the mood. And I actually ended up going back and playing a lot of other platformers that I haven't played in years. So for me, like that was one big chunk so far this six month was that that streak that Shantae put me on if you haven't played a Shantae game definitely give it a shot it's one of the best platformers has anybody yeah, else I spent actually some played time this oh good man no I, I spent some time earlier this year playing the uh the pirate's curse as well that was a uh, was quite quite good quite good i think i only cleared about two of the main levels but no there's a lot of fun to be had there it's just a shame like I was saying earlier, with the you know the systems I've been playing this year is that the 3DS is the one that is amassing such a big backlog of brilliant games, and that's that's one of them that'll you know stay at that safe point until I I finally pick it up and just commit my life to being a 3DS man. I did that, or um, even playing on the Wii U. It, it played well on the Wii U. Ah, uh, Pirate's Curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got both of them in the the humble bundle. Oh, good so man! I've got the options. I've got the options. Uh, Luke, Craig, have you guys ever played a Shantae game? Nope. No. Ah. I know. I know. That's a dud. So I'd be up for trying it though. Um, oh, it's yeah. it's it, if you like Shovel Knight, think of it kind of like that, except more Symphony of the Night. Yeah, it, Shovel Knight is, is a game I've not played either. Oh wow! <laughs> it is the viable way forward. Ha 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 ha! I see what you did there, Mike. I mean, it's kind of surprising because Way Forward used to make all these crappy games, but they've they've hit a tear where they're just knocking them out of the park. I mean, even with DuckTales Remastered, they just aced that sucker. So did you guys spend more time on new games so far, or are you still... I mean, Luke, you said you were still clearing backlog, but what about 
how about that ratio? Are you guys still finding yourself playing more older games, even if it is just earlier last year games? I'm I'm strong on this one. I kicked off the year with a hearty many, many hours with you guys in Diablo 3, having never touched a Diablo game before. I think that might count as an older game. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. I think I think that might have might have got it there. Yes. So, uh, as, as you were saying, Dave, there are there are a lot of in in terms of my ratio, it's been absolutely back to basics. Every time I pick up a new game, you know, I've I've got the latest Fire Emblem. I've still not finished Fire Emblem Fates. Um, I've got a Persona Five. Sorry to brag a little here. <laughs> you know i've got a dishonored 2 just freshly delivered there's there's literally a wealth of brand new games sat here even like gears of war 4 which i've barely put any time into and i'm I'm going back constantly picking up the games that i've still not finished from the previous year so i mean if you look at my completions this year it's a lot of things like the last guardian which is you know one of one of the releases last year uh guilty gear exard revelator there's so many games, and then I'm, I've also been dipping so much into the past with the retro rewinds, and just out of general, you know, annual plays. You know, I I don't go a year without playing a Street Fighter game. This year it's been like uh, versions of Street Fighter Three, bit of bit of Alpha. Uh, I've even gone back to like Soul Calibur's Soul Edge, Soul Calibur Two, um, and Virtua Fighter Five. So I'm all over the place to be honest, and with with having finished Nier Automata, I've gone back to getting the 360 out of the loft and playing the original Nier. Uh, you can't stop me for where I'm going to be. All I know is that it's probably going to be a decent game. So in in terms of going back and playing more stuff, that's absolutely what I've done more this year. I don't know why, other than Operation Sequel, that I, I've just got a hankering for a lot of PS3 games, a lot of older-than-that games. So maybe maybe it's just that I'm spending more time with it with Retro Rewind and Operation Sequel. But yeah, uh, this half of the year has totally been a retro for me. Yeah, I've uh, I've mainly played games that have come out in the last two years, apart from games that we've done in uh, Retro Rewind. And I don't know how you guys have got all this time to play games, because I'm really <laughs> struggling. Now, is it just the money, guys? Or is it also just the interest? Your interest just shoots over to this older thing. I'm I'm well on the the money front. Like I've picked up a certain game, and uh, picked up a few games here and there. But Final Fantasy was a, you know a borrow from Luke, and I've bought Wildlands and Poyo Poyo and Bits and Bobs. But there's that many games coming up in the sales since Christmas. It's there's always a PSN sale on, and there's always sales in the shops. And you you check like Hot UK deals or something. Something's on sale in Asda. And it's so easy to go in and pick up a you know a, a game for a tenner that you've wanted to play, but it's just hit that kind of bit where you you can't stop yourself. That picking up Horizon, which is still forty odd quid or something, I really want to play that game, but I know oh, that yeah. it's gone. By the time I get round to playing it, it's going to be cheaper. I want to take a you know like do it over a holiday or something. So there's a lot of good games coming out just now, and I I would plump down the cash if I had the time, but with sales and, and whatever's coming out, I'm just, you know, laughs. Yeah, the the one I'm getting cock-blocked my money on that I really want to play is Sniper 4. I really want to play that sucker. Mm. But, yeah, they just... 
with uh, other games. Like, I mean, if you have a choice between, you know, say your uh, your Mafia 3s and your Sniper 4s, you're going to, eh, which one do you take? You just kind of flip a coin, and so far it hasn't ended up on Sniper 4. Yeah. Yeah, to put, put a public service announcement out there, I, I actually celebrated my birthday very recently. Woo! And... <laughs> Sort of to coincide with that, a new new Tekken hit the shelves. Now, <laughs> instead of buying the brand new Tekken game, I decided to go back to an older Tekken that I already had, being a Tekken Tag Tournament 2 on the, you know, through the backwards compatibility thing on the Xbox. And I was just like, I, I get my, you know, I, I just satisfied my urge and moved on because I know I know that game's going to be cheaper down the line when I've, I've finally got the time to invest in it. Of course, that's going to feature on not maybe the end of year list or maybe next summer's list, but we'll see. Out of curiosity, Mike, who's your team in Tekken Tag? Um, I think it was Brian Fury and I think it was Paul, which was a bit of an odd mismatch because they're both quite quite sort of beefy, smack it out of the park sort of characters. Although actually, I think it was uh. <sighs> I can't even remember. Is it Forest or is it Martial Law in the latest Tekken games? I always forget. I think no, it's Martial. Is the sun? Ah, okay. It would have been Martial Law and uh, Brian Fury. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Law and Paul kind of guy. Yeah, me too. That's me. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, me, me, loves me too. Paul. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig, you're probably an Eddie Gordo kind of guy. You're just that that guy nobody wants to be. Is is Eddie the guy? That fights a bit like Majima, one of his fighting styles, and you could. It's Caparia. It's Caparia. It's, it's yeah, kind of like break dance fighting. type. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I knew I'd seen that before. So now that we've all kind of mentioned that we each have both feet firmly planted in the past, whether it be recent or distant. So, what's something you guys are looking forward to playing? Maybe hasn't released yet, or has released, and you just haven't got around to it. I. A lot, a lot. I've already mentioned them multiple times, but I, I envisage the rest of this year being pretty much Persona 5, Zelda, and whatever else I can get through from the list here. Mm. So so much good stuff to play. It's a great year. It's not a great year to have a backlog in. <laughs> <laughs> it's also not a great year to have a thin wallet. Yeah. Uh, myself... It's got to be, I'm I'm hoping it releases this year. If not, then I have a backup. But Dynasty Warriors 9, like I said, I'm really looking forward to that. If not, I'm looking forward to something like Agony. And I've talked about that before. But yeah, I really want to give that a shot. Prey is also on that list. Because, you know, Survival Horror is awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Prey too. I've already said in an episode in the future that I'm looking forward to um, Detroit very much so yeah. because I just I can't wait to see what it brings and I'm looking forward to playing Horizon most definitely looking forward to playing Horizon it's going to be either awesome or disappointing that's kind of just the way it goes yeah. I mean there's not really a third option there man. I know. well it could just be mediocre and average oh that's a good point. good point it could be a meh yeah which it's been bigged up so much you would hope it wasn't going to be a meh. I hope not. Right, anyway, uh, games I'm looking forward to this year are... Uh, I'm I'm hoping that it's not going to get delayed, but uh, Nino Kuni 2, that, that's going to be awesome, I hope. 
Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, unfortunately, did get delayed, but you know it's going to be brilliant. And another game I can't wait for is the South Park, the Fractured Butthole. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, it's going to be good. Excuse me. I thought we were censoring those sort of words on this podcast. <laughs> no. No, just, just when people say Clint. <laughs> you know, it, when I saw that trailer, it actually took me a second. I was like, the Fractured Butthole. Huh, that's a weird... T- oh, I got it. I tell you, yeah, it, it, it took me a second. Oh, Everybody's Golf. That's out later in the year as well. Mm. Now, that's weird that it's releasing... Yeah, yeah I can't wait. Though. Everybody's oh, favourite golf gosh. game. Luke, you're a Philistine. Um, that's kind of weird that it's releasing as Everybody's Golf and not Hot Shots over here. Is it the same people? Do you know? It's... Yeah, do you, do you get it as Hot Shots Golf then? Yeah, yeah, we get Hot Shots Tennis, Hot Shots Golf. We've never gotten everybody's. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, no, it's all, pretty much always been. Oh, okay. Everybody's golf yeah. is far Which is weird, because as everybody's, you know, it's not just... That's, that's true. I already know. made that joke. What? What if What if you're a hot shot, though? Oh. Mm. You're out of luck. Yeah, you got no golf game. So, gentlemen, we have talked of the good, the mediocre... But we have not talked of the ugly. So, gentlemen, mm-hmm. the worst company in these six months. My vote goes to Ubisoft, as it probably will for most years. The just endless churning out of what looks to be uninspired kind of stuff. Like, like okay, not to get into a huge discussion about it, but Wildlands had so much potential. So much potential, and it just kind of came out as a wet fart. Yep, a fun for a while wet fart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It's one of those wet farts that you didn't know had a lump in it, and then twenty yeah. minutes later you find out it had a lump in it. Exactly. And you're really disappointed. Um, yeah, I think we wouldn't have been so disappointed if it didn't have the Tom Clancy name on it. But that is not a Tom Clancy game. That that's just Assassin's Creed with guns. Yeah, but it's also a very, 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 very good multiplayer game. A cooperative multiplayer game. I, th- I think it is in the, in a brainless way. Yeah. Like, yeah. N- there's no way you can take that game like a Rainbow Six. Yeah. Just, you just can't. Yeah. And by yourself, it's rubbish. It's just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I see, I did think it was cool, but then I found out that those medals came from cereal boxes. Oh, yeah. And I was very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so who gets your vote gentlemen I don't know who to blame um, but it's either Bioware or EA whoever released Mass Effect in the state that it was because there's a good game in there somewhere that game just needed another 3-6 to six months of polish and it would have been potentially a great game but what released was a multiplayer that crashed the game just about for everybody that played it um, facial animations and the facial design just was completely broken. It it broke any immersion that I had in the characters, and as much as I am a massive Mass Effect fan, and whilst I did enjoy my time with that game, I'm more concerned that by them releasing that game in the state that they've released it, that they've potentially killed the Mass Effect series for good. Uh, and I just don't understand those business decisions at all. So, uh, yeah. Sorry. Bioware EA. 
I don't know. It's, it's difficult for me to pick a games company that I've done really bad because I haven't seen that many bad ones. It's not. It's not as bad as Capcom with Street Fighter last year. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Great. So Craig. Uh, I can't do. I can't say anything that won't either be repeating what I've already said, or. Uh, repeating what I already say in four weeks' time, <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is a bit, which is a bit of a shame. But stainless, completely and utterly cocked up, Carmageddon max damage. The uh, just, just disappointment. But I don't want to knock them too much because I loved the original and it was lovely. Bit of a shame. Traveler's Tales as well for Lego Worlds. Why? Why not? Why just not a Lego sandbox like all the videos looked like? An awesome Lego sandbox with pre-built models. Why you have to go and ruin it like that? I'm sorry, Craig. I really, even Amelie, six-year-old Amelie was playing it, going, "Daddy, this is actually just rubbish." I'm like, I know it's rubbish, honey. I'm really sorry. Just pretend. <laughs> so many weeks spent watching videos, going, "We're gonna, we're gonna build all these amazing Lego things," and it was just heartbreak. So I'll speak about that in a few weeks. <laughs> Mike, my choice after a little bit of deliberation, it's it's a really odd say this, but I think it's going to be 2K as a whole. Um, They've been quite scattershot. Uh, I've been playing the Borderlands Handsome Collection, and whilst it's pretty good, it's there's nothing special about it to be be blunt. Um, but around, around, well, over the year as well, they've you know they've put out Mafia Three, which I I must have played for about an hour or two, and it just felt like a very very ropey game. Um, I don't know how they how they're managing to do this, especially when they've got things like you know, XCOM two, last year coming into, possibly Red Dead Redemption down the line coming from Rockstar and things, and you just like and then the most pointless for me especially I think the most pointless remaster being a Bioshock trilogy I just don't get it. These are games which look perfectly fine on the original platforms. There's they just seem to be all over the place, and it's you know it's. It's a bit worrying, to be honest, but that's where I'm coming from at the moment. Out of curiosity, Mike, do you, do you view the Return to Arkham compilation the same way? From I, I've not had hands on it at all, but from what I've seen, it does look very similar. Very similar. I mean, what what kind of frame rate issues do you remember having with you know Arkham Asylum or Arkham City? Yeah, or even uh, the Origins games. If I remember, well, the Origin Origin was a mess, but um, yeah. I think with with oh the the third game of the series, yeah, Origin was a mess. Like it was, it crashed all the time. Triggers didn't happen when they were supposed to. It would crash in the uh, middle of a cutscene. It was it was nasty. I must have played it when it was patched because I never had any of those problems. Oh really? I played it on the Wii U, and it, yeah, it was a mess. Oh right. <laughs> But I'll I'll let you in a, into a secret in knowing that Arkham Knight itself I really did enjoy and especially oh, on Arkham the PS4. Fantastic. It was, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It was rock rock solid. It was massive technical achievement. So why why would they now decide to release inferior? I mean, Ar- Arkham Asylum is a brilliant game. I'll, I'll yeah. agree that all day. But 
But why release an entire trilogy of them? Why not just release it as a six, seven pound thing on a digital store and just get that one out of the way? I'd, they're just all over the place, those decisions. I think, I think with uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, the main thing is now there's a lot more physics than there were. Like, I think that's the big thing. They can now have the physics running at 60 frames, whereas before, PS3 version didn't have any physics in the background materials, like paper on the floor, things like that. So I think it's just that this is the way we wanted the game to be and the way it was on PC, but we couldn't do it on PS3 or 360 that way. I think that's their logic. Hmm. Rocksteady had nothing to do with that, did they? Were, were they not a little bit miffed about the whole thing? No, I don't think they did. I'd have to double check, but I don't think they did. I mean, plus, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they're an easy way to make more money, and sometimes companies need that. I'll give them a little bit of leeway there. Like Odinsphere. Odinsphere didn't, didn't need it, but I can understand the logic behind it because, you know, not too many people are going to go back and pay the prices you need to for Odinsphere on PS2. Although I'm kind of the same about Valkyria Chronicles, because nobody played that. But anyway, I'm sorry, that was branching off, I'm sorry. Uh, just to keep these kind of quick shot categories, what about your best indie of the year? Darkest Dungeon. Ah, oh, man, after my heart. Yeah, I loved it. I loved everything about it. The the sound design, the visual design, uh, the narrator especially is, is very, very good. Um. I actually stopped playing it because I heard they were releasing a mode that would allow you to play the story mode, that like a condensed version of the story mode for, I think it was going to, they aimed for about 30 to 40 hours. Um, the only thing I'd say negatively about Darkest Dungeon, and it's negatively for me, not for other people, is that it takes ages to play it and I just didn't have the time, but I'm really looking forward to going back to it. And it's a great game. Cross, uh, you've got the cross-play thing, so you can you can upload your saves to the cloud and play it on the Vita, and then back to the PlayStation Four. Um, and there's so many different tactics involved with it, especially, um, you know, there's so many characters and classes that you can build up your team in so many different ways that it feels like there's a lot of depth there that you could explore and continue with. So, if you guys haven't played it, I'd really recommend it. It's great. Um. Just real quick, Luke, Bastion Narrator or Darkest Dungeon? Darkest Dungeon, 100%. Ah, good man, good man. Yeah. Craig, Mike? Uh, Indie-wise for me, uh, is off the PS4 and into my hand on Android. It was a, a game by Clifftop Games, the small development company. Uh, they made an absolutely wonderful wee point-and-click adventure called Cathy Rain, which was just wonderful it's a, th a real th it was set it's the game itself is set in 1996 i think maybe 1994 nah, it could be 1996 and it's just it's a wonderful story driven point and click adventure which you guys would probably all hate but i loved <laughs> it's very much it's like um oh what what can i say about it it's like full throttle meets twin peaks is about the so, gist of it. It's like Deadly Premonition meets uh, To the Moon. I don't know what To the Moon is, but does it go... Very story-driven. Yeah, very very story-driven with a real detective streak at the start and then the story just veers off into the insane. It's like an episode of The Twilight Zone or something. It's really good. Myself, this year, it's not anything new. 
but since Luke took Darkest Dungeon, there are, there are two games that I've spent a decent amount of time with, and they're indie, but I, they didn't release this year. One would be uh, the Gianna Sisters. I don't know if you guys have played this, but that is pretty good platforming. Like, I would say slightly above Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze level platforming, and that's a pretty high bar. Uh, other than that, it's been a little something called Letter Quest, because I'm a giant honkin' nerd. Oh, Letter Quest. And Letter Quest is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, if you've never played it, think of it like... Well, think of it like Boggle. I don't know what it's called over there, guys. You get a bunch of letters, and you have to make words out of them. But it's in an RPG kind of wrapping. You know, you, you, have, you can upgrade your weapon to do more damage to the monsters whenever you spell a word. You know, if you spell something with two E's, you can get more damage out of it. And it's basically all it is is just a vocabulary tester. But it, the wrapping that it's in is a lot of fun. And that's taken up quite a bit of time. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm a liar. Never mind. Just, just forget everything I just said. Because I just thought Crypt of the Necrodancer. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Everything else is screwed off. Um, Crypt of the Necrodancer is my answer. And that game is awesome. You should check it out. I was just going to say, Dave, because a few weeks ago, you told me about Crypt of the Necrodancer. And since then, I've been thinking, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. Watch some oh, videos. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that. And then when you, you didn't bring it up there, I was like, hang Hang on a second, am I being <laughs> taken for a ride here? No, no, I'm sorry, I completely forgot about it. I have spent so much time with that game this year. Like, even just, you know what? Uh, oh, while playing the unmentioned game, that I cannot say, mm -hmm. I'll just be like, I want to try a run-through. And I'll just quit out and try a run-through of Crypt of the Necrodancer and come back. If you don't know what it is, it is basically the Binding of Isaac, kind of roguelike, you're in a dungeon, you get items, boss fights, all that fun stuff. But you have to move to the rhythm of the music. And all of the monsters move to the rhythm of the music. And it's really fun. So go buy it. Uh, it's by, this, by the guys that made Don't Starve and Torchlight. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it is, it is very cool. So that just leaves me then. And as you might have guessed from my, my procrastination here, I have not played much in the way of indie games this year. Um... I did get a lot through Humble Bundles and stuff. This is the first year that I've bought many, many a game for the PC and played so little of that if you look at my Steam library, you'll see almost every game's had two minutes played, just literally to see that they run on the system. Earlier in the year, I had my uh, nephew over and we booted up the Xbox One. Um, we, we played about a few games. We played a bit of Forza Horizon 2 and they, they got bored quite quickly. So I decided to go back for one indie game which hasn't been you know succeeded just yet which is a uh, super meat boy and ah. we blasted through that we played it on loop pretty much going through the first two or three worlds we've done this many a time and of course if you get the ps4 version you'd think you'd have the superior version but the music just doesn't sound right and it feels a little bit off so going back to that original 360 version playing that through backwards compatibility that's been a been a dream, really. What more can I say about Super Meat Boy? It's amazing. Yeah. Alright, uh, so let's speed it up a little here, gentlemen, because we are running a wee bit short on time. So, best retro rewind game this year. Day of the Tentacle. What? Um, Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really, really good game. And I'm glad that I played it. Thank you oh. for the recommendation, Craig. You're, well, you're welcome. Uh, that's just warmed my cockles right up. 
<laughs> Stop saying cockles What is it about, about, seriously, Day of the Tentacle and you say cockles? What <laughs> is it about that? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it just gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling. Anyway. In the cockles. In the cockles. In the cockles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, I, can I pick two? Can I do a bit of a mic and pick two? Because I really want to say Wild Guns because it was amazing, but there was something about a talkie that's just magical. Those those are my my two too. I, I I'm gonna have to settle it down to Wild Guns. I think mm-hmm. you can't pick your own game. Whoa, whoa whoa whoa! I'm sorry. I had so much fun going back to Wild Guns. I bought the damn PS4 remaster, <laughs> dude. It was so good. Fine. Yeah, for me, Wild Guns and. Wild Guns and Day of the Tentacle. I'm going to have to say Wild Guns. It came co- completely off the radar, and it's amazing. I need. I still need to pick up the PS4 version. It's, it's fine, guys. So I mean, I would have expected Yoshi's Island to be in that list. But... <laughs> <laughs> that is on the worst epi- episode, but you know. Whoa, whoa, it wasn't the worst. We still got kind of uh, well, games, you right? Know what, like, <laughs> no, what you're going to have to no, do no. is you're going to have to tune in in four weeks' time to the worst games episode to find out... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you didn't. I wasn't on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this, this is going to be kind of an obscure, not obscure, uh, an obfuscated, obfuscated topic. But what about moments that have happened in these six months that you'll remember for a long time? Like, I guess as an example, it was the first time I brought home the PSVR. Like, I'll always remember that. Because I, I played through Resident Evil 7 with VR, and it is scary, depending on what internet tough guys tell you. You shouldn't believe them. And the VR is fantastic. Like, I really wish there were more games for it. And I'll never forget the first time I put the helmet on and got to experience that. Uh, for me, it would have to be uh, being invited round to my friend Martin's house. And he just bought the Switch. And we all played Mario Kart for the majority of the night. Uh did you play it uh, while I sitting in the car? Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> why we heard why weren't you at a skate park? Yeah, <laughs> that's where maybe. we were heading towards. Uh, no, <laughs> no, we didn't. We played it. We played it in his bedroom. Uh, it has. I, I love the Joy Cons. That was one of my main concerns about the console, and I can quite safely say, of a man that's six foot two, I had no problem holding these Joy Cons in my my large hands. <laughs> uh, the games look great. It just plays brilliantly, and the rumble in the Joy-Con is amazing. Like, you know that thing about you can feel how many ice cubes there are in a glass. Well, I, I think you could probably do it. It's it, honestly, it was so so well built, and uh, I really can't wait to get my hands on one. It's, it's I'm really looking forward to it. Now, 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 listeners, do keep in mind Luke has been affected with a disease known as baby hands. So he didn't buy a Wii U, so he's looking forward to playing <laughs> Nintendo games. Baby hands or not. <laughs> Damn you and your baby hands. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm gonna do a, a double. No, I might try a triple. Can I try a triple? Because really quickly. And oh really my quick, gosh. Yeah, in really quick succession, right? Didn't, uh, full throttle remaster made me feel like a kid again. It's absolutely flipping marvellous. And I played through... I play through all of these games year on year, but full throttle, for some strange reason, I just dipped off my radar the past few years. And picking it up again, that remaster is amazing. So there's that. There's completing Breath of the Wild and just sitting back and going, wow, 
wow, and just set having to set thing, you know, like and just de Breath of the Wild was quite an experience, and also absolutely man tearing my way through the end of Final Fantasy Fifteen. I've never. I'm had, with you, bro. Uh, it was emotional and powerful, and and really it built up gradually in that that final final maybe hour of whatever happens that you you know won't really say or spoil because it's still within all i will say is the it's, campsite broke yeah. me into a little girl oh yep so that was me that's me i'm sorry well as the as a grizzled veteran of the video game <laughs> game <Bobby>. master <laughs> I, I haven't found much in the way of special points. Um, I, I think that rec- rectifying a, uh, an issue that I've had, which is that I'd never played the Nier series, was a was quite an achievement, and it was good to uh, good to find the experience in both. I think they both share a lot in common. Um, a lot of sort of very spoiler spoilerific content, which which I'm not going to go into. But I think they share they share a lot of the same DNA. Um, they're both great games. Maybe in retrospect, maybe not as good as I'd I'd hoped to be. But uh, yeah, yeah, really crowning achievement. Really enjoyed, really enjoyed uh, uh, fixing that. So when are you gonna go back and play Drakengard? Never. All right, that's a good <laughs> answer. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, before we get to the big question, this last one is accomplishments you would like to finish by the year's end. So in six months when we do another episode, we will check back on your answers and see if you've accomplished it. Myself, it's that Mass Effect Platinum Trilogy. I will have it. You're mad. I also want to finish every... I want to finish the Operation Sequel series of Final Fantasy and Zelda, preferably in the next couple of months. It mine's is platinum related as well because I don't platinum a, a great deal of games other than, you know, the adventure games that you get the platinum for just doing things that you would generally do in the game if you were pottering about with it. I want to plat just a, a couple other games, a couple of game meaty games that take a wee bit of effort. I want to just find one that I love. Maybe it'll be Horizon. Maybe it'll be something else. And just sink my teeth into it, and just spend a bit more time than playing through the story, and putting it down. And I'll find Final Fantasy Fifteen. It's a good one. Did I not platinum that? I don't think you did. You didn't no. beat out of Mantois, did you? No, I did not. No, it's at sixty-seven percent just now. Gosh darn it! I don't know if I can go through that again, Dave. <laughs> Now I know Final Fantasy Fifteen. It surely involves a good eight hours of fishing. And I'm not... <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I ain't doing that. I've got quite a few, to be honest. This, I, I hope I'm not going to bore you with this, but I still really want to finish Xenoblade Chronicles X on the um, on the Wii U. I've been indulging in a weird new hobby of mine, which seems to be collecting Japanese versions of games and then getting hold of the English releases and trying to complete them. So on that list I've got Xenogears and uh, Shining Force 3, which I really do want to finally finish. Um, I'm still halfway through Shining Force 2. After the Retro Rewind, I, I really want to get through that whole series, and if it means Shining Force 3 parts 1, 2, and 3, so be it, but I'm, I will get that done. And uh, Then, if I... 
if I can somehow manage to fit Persona 5 and Zelda in there as well, <laughs> that'd be brilliant. Uh-huh. <laughs> are you doing the Shining in the Darkness series along with? No, or no, I completed that, yes. Okay. I completed that when I was 11, so I'll be okay. <laughs> good man, good man. So, all right, come on, Luke, you got it. Oh, jeez, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd like to... I'd like to finish off some of my backlog, to be honest. I'd, I've got so many games on it. I've got uh, Dishonored, I've got Uncharted, XCOM 2, The Order. Um, yeah, I'd really like to clear some of that out. And uh, I remember when I bought an Xbox 360 after having a PlayStation 3 primarily for a good few years that I went through and I just went through the whole backlog of that game of exclusives. Uh, sorry, the whole backlog of that console's exclusives. And I'd like to maybe stop worrying about new games so much because I feel like I'm kind of overwhelmed with this tide of games coming out. Uh, keep on picking up all the games Craig doesn't like because yep. he sells them to me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, being a little bit, a bit, a little bit less OCD would be great. All right, man. But I'm sorry, that's not a quantifiable answer. Give us at least one or two games that you can say. All right, we'll I'd like to platinum completed. Overwatch. Oh, for oh, I'm nearly boy. there. Good. I'm nearly that, there. That's an accomplishment, sir. All right, we'll <laughs> check back in six months and see if we're all full of beep or not. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, so this is it. Last question. We've had a good talk. Many mm-hmm. games were brought up. Many games are deserving of this title. So what is your best game you've played? Oh, this year? Jeez. Uh, uh. Now remember... This game will have to stack up against your answer in another six months. Dark Souls 3, without a doubt. Alright. Uh, do I go Zelda, even though I've only played 20 hours? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Everything, every single fibre in my being wants to say Breath of the Wild. Everything is screaming Breath of the Wild from the game to the way I played it to, you know, like picking it up on the Wii U and it worked on the hand console thing as well as on the tele. Everything was perfect about it. So why am I not just saying it? I, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to commit. Maybe I'm going to, I think I'm going to say Breath of the Wild and then in 15 minutes time, I'm going to text you all and I'm going to say, crap, I should have said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no okay right fine breath of the wild i'm going to say t- so far this year the best game that i have played has been breath of the wild michael yeah i've i've put so many games on the back burner now waiting for the perfect time to play them and I know there's two of them which shine above all else, which are Zelda. And the other one, which is the one I will go for, kind of in a in a pity regard. I know it's going to be great. Do I? Do I? I'm going to be committed to Persona 5. I definitely am. And it showed just as much promise as Zelda. Oddly. Alright, so... I'm going to go Persona 5. Yeah. Persona 5? Alright, so we've got two RPGs, an action RPG, and I am going to round this out, gentlemen, with, I don't know, 
Um, um, I this is this is going to be a really odd choice, and while my choice. <laughs> no, it's California games. Oh. This this choice is a bit hard to make, like I'm sure you all just experienced. I would actually come very close to naming the unnamed game oh. as my best game so far. Ooh. However, oh. I'm going to go roughly along the same lines and say Sleeping Dogs. Really? Sleeping Dogs was one of the best games I've played so far this year. And that that's up against some really stiff competition and things like Resident Evil and and Guilty Gear, Neo, all those. I think Sleeping Dogs was my favorite that I've played so far. So we'll see how that stacks up in six months or so. All right. So so now that you have all ours, we're gonna do a quick round of honorable mentions. Everybody, pick two games. These are your honorable mentions. But before we do that, uh, do hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or. Uh, Gmail at the bit effect. Let us know what your picks were in some of these categories. You know, let us know why we're complete knackered idiots or we're geniuses. <laughs> so, gentlemen, shout out you two. Uh, oh, we're gonna be idiots. Yeah. But shout out <laughs> you two honorable mentions. Uh, for me, Tales of the Borderlands. Uh, just because uh, it was it was lovely. It was, it was just fun, and I, I liked it. And. Mario Kart 8, which, having just picked up a Wii U this year, I've only just played, and it's lovely. Mm. Mm. My my two choices for honourable mentions will be... Um, let me see... I have a Nier Automata, which was brilliant, and okay. I also have Resident Evil 7, which was a return. Well, it's it's just... Is is the best Resident Evil Seven game I've played this year? <laughs> High praise. Yeah, with, with a very minor mon- and honourable mention to a, a Guardian Heroes as well, which was a blast going oh, on too. Can, can I get a third honourable mention? Because oh my god! <laughs> uh, Leighton, medical Leighton's medical mask, Professor Leighton and the yes. medical mask. Sorry. Uh, okay. I'll bring that, that in back in tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll stick with two because <laughs> uh, finding two was hard enough. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Four. It was a great way to finish off that series. I've played all of the games and I had a really good time with it. Uh, so if you are a Naruto fan and you've liked the previous games, I'd recommend it. If you're not a Naruto fan and you like fighting games, I'd also recommend it. And my last choice would be uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. Um, just for the sheer amount of fun we as a group have had it's been a really really good game and I think like the rest of us I have started dreaming in Tetris blocks which is normally <laughs> not a good sign so uh, I'd also really recommend that one alright and to finish this off I'm going to recommend Resi 7 as well absolutely amazing Resident Evil game falls off a bit in the last half but that first half is absolutely amazing and then I'm going to go with another Capcom game, Disney Afternoon Collection. And <laughs> God bless the men that put that in. Because all of those games, except Tailspin, are absolutely wonderful. All right, gentlemen, that does it for us. Say good night, good night, goodbye, farewell, I'll be the same, ciao, sayonara, whatever, to the nice people. Bye. 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 Bye.
Ciao. Bye.